Hi, this is Norm Augustinus. I'm sorry I missed your call. After tone, leave your name and number. I'll get back to you. Hi, Norm. When I was a teenager, my father won a hot air balloon ride in a factory-sponsored lottery. Of the 120 workers that were employed at the plant, my dad won the third-place prize, which was the evening hot air balloon ride. The ride included food and beverages. When we boarded the hot air balloon basket, my mother was handed two 40-ounce bottles of King Cobra malt liquor. In addition to the malt liquor, each of us were given a brown paper bag. We were told that snipe flew at the altitudes we would be ascending to. A woman with enormous jugs said that all we had to do was hold the paper bag in the air. They gave us flashlights and told us to point the beam of light into the open bag and a snipe would fly into the bag. She said snipe were good eating. She said it was one of the perks of hot air balloon travel. A man in a wheelchair told us if we didn't want the snipe, we could throw them against the brick wall of the marijuana dispensary until they were dead when we landed. The pot dispensary was next door to the hot air balloon office. Norma Snipe is a bird. A handicapped man sitting in a wheelchair told my parents to reach into the vinyl pocket sewed onto the back of his wheelchair. When my father reached into the pocket, he pulled out a still warm disposable diaper filled with handfuls of bubbling shit. Also in the pocket sewed into the back of the wheelchair was a burlap bag chocked full of greasy prunes. The 40-ounce bottles of malt liquor and the bag of prunes was the free food and beverages that came with the balloon ride. The vegetable sitting in the wheelchair told my father that if he gave him a $20 bill, we could watch his stomach contents travel out of his stomach and down a transparent tube and into his colostomy bag. As we were lifting off, I was handed the burlap bag and told to sit on the floor of the wicker basket that was attached to the hot air balloon. The lady with the big tits told me to eat the prunes while I looked up at the stars. She said she didn't want me to fall out of the hot air balloon wicker basket. Norm, while I sat on the floor of the wicker basket attached to the hot air balloon, I felt a sudden intense poke to my genitals. <coughs> Before I knew what was happening, I was violently moving up and down off the floor of the wicker basket. The man sitting in the wheelchair yelled out, The child whore is possessed throw her the fuck over or we'll all die. Initially, my parents thought I was having a reaction to my eating so many prunes. But prunes or a demonic possession weren't to blame for what was happening to me on that hot air balloon ride. At 2,000 feet I was somehow getting dicked from below. It was insane. The rock-hard cock crashed through the floor of the wicker basket like it was made of tissue paper, and it bored its way through my jeans, past my panties, and into my tight, juicy fuckhole. Was I dreaming? My parents, and even the hot air balloon employees, tried to pull my sweaty, goose-pimple body off the enormous dick jutting out of the floor of the basket, but it was impossible. The dick was in too deep. My mother phoned the police, and the police dispatched a helicopter to our coordinates. When the helicopter arrived, the police boarded the wicker passenger basket attached to the hot air balloon. As the dick moved in and out of my pussy, the police took immediate action and clubbed the dick repeatedly until the dick was knocked out. At that point, I was airlifted to the hospital. According to Sergeant Kraus, a long-gone manager of the hot air balloon company had built a secret lower level onto the wicker passenger basket. The manager had been living, eating, and fucking in that compartment since he was terminated from his job six years earlier. Norm it was a scene straight out of a horror movie. One minute I was eating prunes out of a burlap bag and looking up at my mom and dad as they drank King Cobra malt liquor and the next minute I was taking 10 inches. I was saving myself for my future husband. 
That dream is now dead. Norm, I have an audio clip of what it sounded like as I was banged out in that hot air balloon. I'll play it now. Oh, 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 That's the end of the audio clip. I am telling you this story in the hopes it will help your female listeners. Norm, for six months I was bow-legged and hunched over when I walked. I'll never go up in a hot air balloon again. Norm, it's time for me to massage my cunt again. I try to come every 15 minutes. It is my plan to come four times per hour until I die. All my friends call me cum panty. You can call me cum panty, too. Please call me back when you get this message. Bye. End of messages. He wishes he could have killed his grandmother. His mother says everything he touches turns to shit. He's been to jail, spent 24 hours in a mental institution, and unsuccessfully tried to kill himself three times. And now, live via the internet, absolutely free, Norm Augustinus. Hang on, will ya? Of course, this is Norm Augustinus, normaugustinus.com. Head over there now. Give till it hurts. A couple things I want to talk about before I begin. And that is, I just read that, that Target makes $66 billion a year. And now they're complaining, Target is. They're complaining. They're upset. They're worried that they are losing money. They see a tendency to it. And they're closing stores. And why is that? According to the article, it was cosmetic theft and other items related to the store. Well, what kind of a person goes to that store? Who goes to a Target? Well, those are women. Those are bitches, motherfucker. A lot of chicks. Chicks in your neighborhood go to fucking Target. Well, what's happening is they're ripping the store off to the point where even at $66 billion, they're feeling the theft. It's starting to affect the company. Bitches are in there stealing right and left makeup, makeup this, that item, eyelash, mascara, fucking foundation, HD fucking foundations. They're in there stealing as fast as they can put it on a goddamn shelf because they deserve. It's supposed to be to them. They're entitled. They deserve. Send me the shit or I'll steal it. They want that. $66 billion a year and they're hurting this store. And here's you. Here's you, little fucking guy. You make $50,000 a year or less. That, that's the average salary. It's $49,000. $49,500. You make that kind of money. And now you're crying. I can't get a woman, man. I can't get a bitch. I'm lonely. I'm lonely. I can't get a bitch. I, I'm sick of whacking up. I'm sick of fucking beating my own meat and eating a pizza and watching shit on a flat panel screen on a lazy boy reclining chair. I got to get me a bitch. 
Man, are you out of your gourd, fuckwad? You gotta be mental. And what I mean by that is this. You make $49,000, maybe make $30,000. You're gonna invite this freak into your house, and she'll clean out that $30,000 most ricky tick. It's a term we used in Vietnam. You're not going to have a fucking penny. You're easy peasy. You're nothing to them. They're going to hammer away these thousands upon thousands of women at fucking Target until Target collapses. And bitches can do that. I want that fucking mascara pencil. I want my eyelash curler. I want my foundation. I want my fucking bubble bomb for the bathtub. I gotta have it. I can't earn it. I don't, I'm going to take it anyways. And you want to spit, you're going to invite her in. Your little measly $50,000 and targets fucking $66 billion. And they're feeling this bitch, this army of goddamn entitled bitches, they're feeling the pain, the financial problems associated with these sluts walking into the fucking building. You know they got scrubbers in a target? You know what a scrubber is? Scrubbers are there. It's connected to the fucking circulation system. The air conditioning, the heating, they call them scrubbers. My friend told me this. They're thick carbon scrubbing units. And I said, what are they for, Josh? He said, those carbon scrubbing units are to scrub out the stench of fish and their pussy farts and the way their cunt smells when they're on their period. Half the chicks you know wear their rag. You don't know this. They're supposed to change in every four fucking hours or so. They got a rag in that fuckhole for 8, 10, 15 hours, a tampon, a maxi pad, and he said the scrubbers have to scrub the air at a target because nobody else would come in, and when men do come in, they can't stand the stench, and they immediately exit the store, and they go into the fucking Michael's crap store next door or anything else other than this target. Chicks are in there. They're blowing out pussy farts. They're stealing. They're getting gratified. They're getting fucking endorphin releases and all kinds of serotonin releases as they steal. They're killing Target. And you want one. I think I'll take her to the fucking restaurant. I'm going to take her to the restaurant. Doesn't matter what she wants. I'm going to buy big fucking deal. She's had that done a billion times. So what? What's new? What do you got to offer new? You know what new is? You stick a shiv in their fucking temple. That's what they like. That's new. That's exciting. They're emptying out the fucking coffers or whatever you call them at Target. Why do you think the Target looks like a bullseye? They got it smack on the bitch that's coming in the store. Four feet from the door, the store is what? It's a, it's a goddamn, it's a Starbucks. Starbucks tanks up, and I've read this. Their caffeine in a Starbucks drink that's actually in a Target store is triple the quantity anywhere else as opposed to a freestanding store. They give this bitch all kinds of caffeine, fuck up her ability to think. She already doesn't have an ability to think. They're all in marketing. Fucks up her ability to think, makes her impulsive, makes her nervous, makes her feel invincible, and she says, ah, oh, fuck it, I deserve this. That's what the commercials say. You deserve this. Well, deserve's got nothing to fucking do with it. You're supposed to earn the goddamn money, slut. If I only had a woman, man. If I only had a woman. If I had a woman, it'd be so much better. I got this nice house. I just put fucking linoleum on the steps that go down to the basement. I just had the basement floor painted with a special paint. I just had it waterproofed. I had my new furnace put in. I got some timberline shit. I don't give a flying fuck about any of that dipshit. She's out stealing. She's cleaning out. She's wiping out Target. 
She's walking around the store with a rag on, blowing pussy farts and laughing with her friend. They both have an IQ equal to 10, and they're walking around buying shit that they never intend to pay for. They're cleaning Target out. What is the point of what I'm saying? You make $40,000. You've invited this freak, this animal, this species from God knows where. You've invited her into your home and be prepared for the repercussions. Be prepared for the foundation of whatever it is you built to come crashing down. She knows how to handle you. She's been taking a dick since she was 12 years old. You're nothing to her. You're easy peasy. You're easy pickings. You're dumb. She knows the fucking book that they that these bitches stay by by the fucking by rote. Let me see page three. Here's what it says to do to Paul now. I'm gonna do it now. I hate his fucking guts. He's holding me back. I could be a movie star right now. I could be big. My phone's gonna ring any goddamn second. This is the mindset of the female today. It's gonna ring. Man, I once fucking took a girl out. I was like you. I was like you, fuck stick. This is no shit. I once took a woman out that I was nuts about, and I gave her a metal detector. I gave her a metal detector. I had the metal detector. It was mine. I've been metal detecting for fucking years. I found all kinds of shit. It's the only place you can really get any fresh air. Our society is based on you walking inside a building, and women have taken over this fucking world, and there's always a bunch of women in there on the rag and blowing pussy farts, and you wonder why you got a splitting headache, why you got a migraine, why you can't concentrate. They're all blowing pussy farts. They've got a rag in their pants that is 10 fucking 12 hours overdue, and they have the audacity to stand next to you, and you feel less than them. Look out, man. You're in trouble. Here they come. Legal ramifications. Took a woman out once. I was like you. I thought the same thing. A woman's going to change my life. Always remember, the first and foremost, what my mother used to say. They only bury one person in a coffin, Norman. My mother's dead now. They only bury one person in the coffin. She was drinking once, and she was intoxicated. Lost control of the car, went through the windshield of a car. They found her fucking body. This is no shit like 125 feet from where she launched from the seat in the car through the windshield. They had never seen anything like that. If there's a record, that was it. And when she landed, she was sitting upright. And that's just like my fucking mom. They thought it was just somebody sitting around and had a couple drinks or some shit. I took a woman metal detecting. I had the same optimism you did, optimism you, you had. I took a woman metal detecting. I gave her a metal detector. I've been metal detecting forever. What is a metal detector? It's a device with a loop and a little tiny telescoping pole and some batteries. And it'll transmit a signal into the dirt. If it hits metal, it'll bounce back. You'll get a signal that there's a metal there and you can dig it up. That's the simplest way I could describe it. That's what a metal detector is. It's like fucking like something in an airplane, like radar, same, same kind of theory, same kind of thing. I took a woman metal detecting, and I was nuts about her. This is before I had a, an absolute, like a, a mental, like a tone in my ears, like in my head. I had this huge fucking tone, like, be that's the tone I had in my head with this bitch after what happened happened. I talked to a physician, a physician later, and he said, well, that was like an overload. That was like a near mental breakdown of the truest form. Very few people ever have one like that. So I was good. I was possibly right there. 
to the mental breakdown position. Your correspondent, Norm Augustinus, I could have collapsed right there and never come back again. And why? What was the catalyst? Well, the catalyst was what? The most destructive force on this fucking planet. And that is a bitch. Except if she's from Ireland. Except if she is in Ireland. Remember once there being in a thatched pub? I had all kinds of fucking Irish girls after me. I fucked nonstop for 12 goddamn days. They're the sweetest, most lovely thing you've ever seen. They're not like these American whores. They're just short of carrying around a 12-inch machete and cutting your throat off. They'll ask for that. They'll get it. Doctor said you could have had a complete collapse. And why could have had a complete collapse? Because I asked this woman to go metal detecting with me. I thought it would be a good thing. I thought we'd bond a little bit. I knew this old farmhouse. I brought a lawnmower, big farmhouse abandoned. I took her to that, and it was partially trickery on my part. Each room in the and you could go to each room in the farmhouse was still was still available. Could go up the stairs, walk to each room. I thought I'd walk her through all the the rooms, and get her into this fucking this female funk thing, this warm heartwarming thing where she would want to be a family, where she would bond with me and think, wow, this guy's really got potential. That's really something. I thought I'd walk her through each room and I picked the rooms intentionally before I picked her up. I picked them and charted and plotted which room I would go into at what particular point to try to move her emotionally. It's going to take her there. We got there. She said, wow, I'm scared. We can do this. This is all right. And that's what you wanted. You wanted her to be scared because you're the man. She's scared. You're, she, here you are. Don't worry about it, little lady. You're going to be fine, man. I'm going to take care of you, man. I, I was in fucking Vietnam 18 months, man. I was a door gunner. Nothing can compete with me out here. <laughs> Nothing compete with me. You're safe, man. I'm always looking up. People rarely look up. I'm always looking up. They never look up. They don't know why. People don't look up, fuckstick. Check it out yourself. Put fuck you on the ceiling in your room and let your mom come in there. Let your bitch come in there. Your girlfriend. I don't know what it is. Your fucking interracial friend. Whatever it is. Put it on your roof. She'll never fucking look up. Chicks are mostly looking at a 46 degree angle at your pud. They're just looking at your dick because that's all they want to do. That's where it is, man. That's the answer to everything is your dick. It'll solve all their fucking problems. At least that's what they think. I got her there. She said, well, I'm scared. I said, no problem. You're not going to have any problem. We went into the farmhouse. She looked at it. She said, wow. I wanted to think like we're looking at houses. We're shopping for houses. It was sort of a psychological trick. We went room to room. First room still had ancient wallpaper with flowers on it. And I thought this would be her soft side. We walked around. We looked out the window. From there, we walked to the other room. There was fucking little kid things in the room. You could see it once at the top of the ceiling. And I wanted her to see that and think the femininity that part of her, the, the baby maker part of her would notice that. It went into another goddamn room. It looked like a sitting room or something like that. Really pleasant and peaceful. Then there was a fucking bathroom with a big bathtub, and I thought, she can see herself in there. I'm in the tub, and she's sucking my cock. Or she's in a bathtub, and she's washing her fucking torso. You may not know this, but bathtubs were made for bitches. They were made for bitches because it submerges their asshole and their cunt in the water. It's not important for a man. Our dick don't stink. It submerges their fuckhole and their brown eye in the water and makes sure that they have no choice but to clean that asshole and that cunt. That's why a bathtub was made. Before that, God knows what it was. In the 1850s or whatever, whenever they fucking took a bath, can you imagine standing next to one? We had a population boom years later when tubs came out. You know why. 
There's a bathtub in there, and I showed her to her, and I moved her through all this fucking, this, this whole gamut, this whole fucking shell-like fucking dispenser, this fucking clip of bullets. I moved her through that one by one to try to move her. Then we went down to the kitchen, and I showed her the kitchen. It was still there, an ancient fucking oven, and the old type that you'd have to light and shit with a wooden matchstick. It was still there. Went down to the basement, and I wanted her to fantasize about this, but I didn't really get any real reaction. Wasn't me. I'm not like you. I'm not ugly like you. I have fucking charisma. I have all kinds of personality. I speak. I'm a wordsmith. I'm not like you. Walking around a backyard with a fucking wrench in your hand. Walking around with a fucking push broom for your driveway. I'm not like that. Chicks don't like that, but they do like it as they get older. We talked about that. Now they feel safe. We went out in the backyard, and I cut an area of tall lawn with this lawnmower. I mowed an area of lawn with a lawnmower so we could get more depth, and I told her we were going to get more depth. And I said that on purpose. I thought when she heard more depth, she'd be turned on. You can hit chicks like that with buzzwords. Subconsciously, they pick it up. The subconscious processes it and sends a fucking reaction to their conscious. Pretty soon, they're beating your meat. They're pumping you off, man. We're going to go deeper, I said, if I cut this lawn. What I meant was, if you hold a loop from the metal detector too far from the ground, you're not going to get very deep. But I said it in a sexual way. I went back around the house. I mowed this lawn for her. She looked good. Wherever she walked, I could smell perfume, lilac water. I don't know what it was. Liz Taylor, White Diamonds, fucking Clive Christensen, number one. Whatever the perfume was, I used to be in New York and always smelled that kind of perfume. I can tell the different grades of perfume because I've been around different classes of females, and in the end, they're all the fucking same. They want, they need, they expect. I was metal detecting around the house. Somewhere on the south side of the house, there was a well behind the yard. An actual well with rocks, and it was deep, and you didn't know where it was. There was a couple boards in it, but the fucking thing probably was very deep, and it was still there. Pretty soon I heard her call me, man. I heard her call. Norm was wonderful. She's calling me. She needs me. I came running, man, like you would. Came running. Most Ricky Tick, look at me, running double time. I look like a fucking VC or something running in a goddamn rice paddy. Real fast, short steps like Fred Flintstone. I'm coming, I'm coming. I, I'm moving fast, man. Get out of my way. I'm moving shit out of the way with my metal detector. When I get there, she says, look, what's that? look what I pulled out of the ground. I figured she didn't pull nothing out of the ground. What could she know? Don't ever quiz a woman on what she knows. You'll find out how fucking stupid they are. And I don't care if that sounds derogatory. That is truth, and I'm talking about truth. They're in marketing, man. That's all they're in. She said, I found something. I figured she found nothing. A fucking old farming nail, a roofing nail, some old bolt from a combine tract, combine connected to a tractor, something like that. I figured that's nothing. Some buried chain, some fucking old piece of sheet metal. When I looked in her hand... It was a gleaming gold thing. And as soon as I saw that, I knew I was in trouble. It was gold. It was gleaming. It was thick. And it was an 1855 $20 gold piece. At that time, it was worth $500,000. It's not a goddamn joke. I've talked about this on and off. And I'll talk about it whenever I start to feel a sting of it every so once in a while. Every couple of years, every year, every six years. I don't know. I'll, I'll bring it up. A fucking eighteen fifty-five twenty-dollar gold piece. This big-titted bimbo found in the ground. This self-entitled American idiot. Is this something she said? When I went to take it out of her hand and look at it, which I did about thirty seconds, 
This imbecile yanked it from my hand. That was it. I didn't see it ever fucking again. I said, let me see that. That's really nice. I was going to try bullshit in her. Isn't that nice? I gave her the metal detector. I took her to the farmhouse. At one time, people had all kinds of gold pieces in their pocket in the Old West. They know there's literally thousands of these things in the ground throughout the U.S. From a long time ago, 1855. People dropped them when they paid with a gold coin. And I said, let me see that. She said, no. I said, come on, man. I just want to take a look at it. At that point, I had no sexual attraction to her at all. My dick was dead. My pud had fucking petered out. Man, I said, let me see it. Like I said, it was an 1855 $20 gold piece. It was worth a goddamn fortune, and I never saw it again. We went back in the car. I thought, if I don't get to see that again, if I don't get half of that, I'm going to be upset. I said to her in the car even, I said, you know, we're going to have to figure out legally who gets half of that coin, how it works, the half and half. She said, oh, yeah, don't worry about that. I never fucking saw her again. I never saw her again. I didn't get half the $1855 $20 gold piece, which was $500,000. Father sent me fucking restraining orders. I had court action applied on me. The police came to see me. I was threatened and lawsuited all over the place to keep away. Restraining order, 500 protective, personal protective custody order. I had all, everything you could imagine on that coin. I never saw a fucking dime of it. I never saw a penny of it, and that's when I learned, that's when I realized, I knew what a bitch was. They're not out for you. No, this isn't a hate diatribe. This isn't fucking anger and something displaced fucking mommy problems or shit like that. I'm telling you what they are from vast years of experience being around women. She didn't ever give me a dime of that. I didn't get a penny. I wouldn't have to do this shit anymore this non-stop fucking recordings anymore. I wouldn't have to do it anymore. I could have quit. I can never quit. Well, personally, I wouldn't want to quit because I'm sort of in love with you and I know that you're in love with me. We can say that shit because we have this kind of relationship. Though you could head over to normaugustinus.com and contribute financially now for my servers and things like that. I don't make any money on this show. I don't make any fucking sponsors or advertisers, nothing. I'm good about that. When some asshole telling me what to do, some imbecile trying to direct somebody to something they didn't want in the first place, but they were hypnotized by the nonstop pounding and clever commercials to make them buy it. I didn't see a penny of that, and I learned then. That in combination with 18 months in fucking Vietnam, and, and which was two tours. I learned about women, man. We used to drag a big goddamn dildo on a long nylon rope that had a wire in it. And we dropped it down three or 400 feet. We never went higher than 300 feet. We dropped the dildo in the fucking forest in there, 20, 30 tick, uh, clicks from the fucking Da Nang River, things like that. We drop it, then we would pull it with a Bell helicopter, Huey H1. Huey H1. Helicopter. I was a door gunner in this fucking thing. We would drag it through the forest and before, I don't know, 15 minutes. 15 minutes, 10 minutes, there'd be 50 fucking women hanging on a goddamn rope and we would bring them up. They thought, man, American, money, gold streets. We'd pull them up and one after another, we'd fuck them and they'd suck us off and we'd throw them out the other side of the door. It was endless. It was endless. We threw them out. They were unbreakable, these fucking things. Flying around in the sky, they were like a, like an airplane without wings. It was nuts. We'd just throw them right the fuck out. 
I learned. I'm trying to help you, man. Whatever you're sleeping with, she's not really with you. Whoever you're fucking taking to dinner, she's really not with you. If you knew, fuckstick, what she was thinking in her mind, you wouldn't believe it. The things that she had done, you would not believe it that you're even going anywhere with her. And the plans she has for you, pal, they're bad. They're real bad. This is just a warning. This is like saying on a bleach bottle, don't drink the bleach or you'll die. This is the same fucking thing. I'm the warning label. I'm the warning label, fuckstick. I'm the warning label. But I'm a good-looking warning label. I'm a well-fucking-healed uh, person. I'm the warning label. Can you imagine something like that? I mean, look at it. They're finishing off fucking... They're finishing off Target. $66 billion a year, and they can't stop the theft, the fucking cosmetics. Chick says this, I got to have this makeup now. I need it now. I'm going to get it now. I don't have the money. I'll get it now. I want it now. Once I put this makeup on, I'm going to draw a Ruben like you, and he's going to fucking, I'm going to steal his money too. Just a chain of goddamn theft of illusion. They don't love you, man. They ain't never going to love you. I love you. Give me your goddamn address. I'll come over there and fuck your brains out. I love you. They don't love you. I'm warning you from many, many years of experience. Dry erase boards, algorithms, all kinds of computer programs. What's going to happen to you? Wherever they go turns into shit. That's the truth. They walk around a museum with all kinds of rare paintings in it. They're worried about this, and I've read this also. The people who run these museums, the people that run the places with high-level antiquities in them, they're worried about women coming in there. They took a dick all night long, listening to Donna Summer, Love to Love You Baby, and they got all kinds of gas in their cunt, and they blow that pussy fart out. It destroys everything in the goddamn museum in a matter of months. According to what I've been told, the best time for museums was when they were closed because of the pandemic. There was no walking pussy fart coming out of there, blowing out toxic gas, high acidic gas, destroying everything. Why do you think they got air fresheners in their car? They don't want you to know how bad it is. Why do you think they got 20 candles in their room when they're getting ready to fuck you? Because if you smelled that, you would go running out of there. You'd leave everything, your keys, your wallet, your, you'd just keep on running. You'd be gobsmacked. You'd even leave your fucking car. I can't be with that, man. I got to get out of here. It's a big illusion. They're trying to make you think that somehow she fucking has a, a reason that you should be with her. That's marketing, man. That's like telling you all kinds of stuff. You need beard balm. That's marketing. They're marketing this bitch because they're actually steering her to steal from you. That's the subversiveness going on in advertisement and the idea about a goddamn women. Every time you see a fucking air freshener ad on TV, I may have talked about this before. It's always some bitch spraying a can around a man. It's not anything to do with a man. This chick hasn't changed her rag in fucking five or ten hours. She stinks. This chick takes a dick and blows pussy farts all over the place. There's fermenting cum under her fingernails. She hasn't washed her hair in goddamn two weeks. Read about the hygiene levels of females today. But you are going to be marketed. I can't be marketed. I know too much. I could be killed any day now. I expect to ring the fucking doorbell here. There's no doorbell. I'm out in the middle of nowhere. I live on 100 acres in the middle of nowhere in upper northern Michigan. 100 acres. I've got all kinds of fucking game cameras up on trees. 
take pictures all the time, and I watch these things. I go to the place, I upload them, I take the card out. So one I have that is wireless because of the Wi-Fi distance that I use with regards to I have a thing for the cell phone, and I use that to see who's on around the property, what's happening. I try to protect myself. I got a fucking barrel of goddamn ammunition. I got Claymore landmines. I got all kinds of shit. I got dynamite. I got an escape fucking panel in the floor here. I'm ready. I'm ready, but not for what you think. I'm ready for the fucking apocalypse with regards to females. They just aren't getting enough, man. They're not getting enough. They want fucking more, and they're going to steal it if they have to. They want goddamn more. Just watch any cop show arresting women. Watch how they respond. Don't you know who the fuck I am? Yeah, we do. We know you're bleeding all over the place, and you owe a hundred goddamn grand, and you've been stealing since you were 12 goddamn years old. We know who you are. Man, don't you know who, I'm, who I am? Just a little fucking FYI here. I just wanted to give you a little FYI, and I was having a problem with that 1855 $20 gold piece. And how I got rid of it was, I went into my room, and I, I fucking beat my meat. I pumped off, man. 13 seconds later, I didn't give a flying fuck if she found two 1855 $20 gold piece. I didn't care anymore. Lit up some fucking smoke and all kinds of fucking weed. I chick up here, I bang all the time. Gives me a brick of pinconning paralyzer. It's 97% THC. Can you imagine? It's not a joke. That's the one person that I regularly will eat out. It's no problem. I eat out. I put Vicks NyQuil. I put it in my nose so I can eat her out. You ever done that? Vicks, it's a spread. It's like, I don't know if it's made by NyQuil. It's Vicks. It's just like Vaseline mentholated like salve. You can wipe on your chest and shit. And I put that in my nose holes because I want the brick of goddamn weed. And I'll go down and heat her out. But I always have my hand on something handy to pull myself free. If I go too deep, I get the fucking bends. I got my hand clutching onto something. If I start to lose myself, if she starts to overpower me through that fucking sex shit, I got my hand ready to pull myself fucking free. I'm falling, but I'm not falling. I can clutch onto something. I'm down a cliff, but I was able to grab a branch. I'm okay. You're okay, Norman. I got the bends. You can get the bends. I was talking in the last recording that a woman that was in my fucking ice fishing shanty, I'd built a lower level on the ice fishing shanty. It was beautiful. Plexiglass, lower level, fucking six by six, four feet deep. It's the basement of an ice fishing shanty. Nobody's ever done that. I was talking, I was in there, was fucking. The chick was using the sex machine that I built. We're going to fuck all night long. It's like you're in a glass bottom boat, but it's it's plexiglass all the way around. And on the bottom, it's just beautiful. You can see fish going by and shit. The ice fishing shanty's above you. I've got all kinds of dope and food and weed. I got my fucking Glock. You can't ask for more than that. The thing broke off on the bottom while I was in it with her. She was pumping off with a sex machine that I built. Maybe maybe for her, maybe, I don't really know. Maybe it was like Noah's Ark. Maybe I was directed by Moses or something to build this for this chick. The basement came loose, broke free the upper part where it was connected to the shanty, held, held in place by frozen ice, which is now melted, completely melted. And my shanty and everything went into the water, just went into the water. I swam out, but I watched her waving at me as she was sinking 
with this fucking this ice fishing below basement fucking plexiglass room she was waving at me and looking at me with a strange look as she was getting beat off with my sex machine she didn't want to escape the fucking lower level like i did i swam out of there and i watched her go lower and lower and i swam and came to the surface I'm talking about the bends. I'm telling you that I then had a scuba diving suit, some old fucking piece of shit. And I went down with a garden hose. I connected a garden hose coming from a, the, a garden hose coming from an outhouse here. And I thought it would be safe if it rained or anything. I wouldn't drown. But then somebody went in this toilet, this unisex toilet, this accessible toilet that was put there for everybody who was ice fishing. Some woman went in there. I had this goddamn hose in my mouth that I was breathing from as I was down, really like a deep sea diver, like a bell diver. And as I am fucking got it in my mouth, I heard a massive pussy fart. Like a... It was like that. I don't know if I ever modulated the mic or whatever. And I heard that. Some bitch went into the toilet that was put there for people that were on the ice. It was some one of the ice fishermen that put that there. It wasn't the DNR, the Department of Natural Resources. It wasn't that. We have to pay to ice fish, but it wasn't that. Somebody put there personally out of love, put that on that spot. Some bitch went in there and blew out her pussy fart, and it went in a hose that was connected to that ice fishing shanty. I thought it was some type of air hose or something or clean-out hose, and it was going to be my air hose. That pussy fart came down that hose, connected to my hose. I was down there with a fucking—it was connected to a snorkel, and I had a mask over my eyes, and I took that pussy fart full force. I was lucky to make it to the surface. I did not find the girl. It was in the lower room, lower basement level of my ice fishing shanty. I didn't find her. All I heard was this. <laughs> like that. And she blew a pussy fart. You know, I got the bends. I believe I did. You know what the bends are? Nitrogen bubbles in your bloodstream. If you go up too fast, then you could die. I felt the same fucking way. I don't know what was in that pussy fart. This bitch was in one of the shanties. She was getting fucked out. And then she blew that gas out. The dick was pulled out and blew it out. And someone had to pay. That's always how it is. Somebody's going to pay. They walk away. You ever see a woman fart? You know that people that people fart 21 times a day? That's that's just the, that's the rule. That's everybody. You know that they, a chick, she never hear, never hear her have a fart or a pussy fart. 21 times a day, we don't hear it. Well, somebody's taking the brunt of that blow, that fucking exhaust from her somewhere, somehow. The painting's on the wall, the painting's on the ceiling, the fine art, whatever it is. Fine linens and fabric, something's being destroyed because of that, and you're being destroyed because of that, too. I can't tell you how hard I was, how hard it was for me to work in an office when I was in Manhattan. In an office, chicks farting all over. I knew they were farting all over the place. They're there. They're looking for excitement. They're sure that their ship's going to come and they're going to meet a guy with money. They're going to be on television, motion pictures, and they're blowing pussy farts out and living this kind of pseudo big life. And they're blowing pussy farts out and you're inhaling them. I had a headache non-goddamn stop. Non-stop. Do you know that we used to have, at that time, we used to have these ashtrays. They were tall, four feet high. They were off the floor and there was sand in it. I used to go to the sand that was in this ashtray. They're everywhere throughout the building. You put your cigarette in it and other shit. I would go there and try to breathe the smoke that was coming through the sand from a cigarette that was pushed into the sand because it was way better than what I was breathing the air inside these fucking buildings. Give me an ashtray anytime. I'll smell that and like it way better than they have to be near a woman with no restrictions whatsoever in front of you. You could die. 
You could die, you get a brain tumor, Alzheimer's, they don't know what it is. But it's true, that gas has to go somewhere. It doesn't look so appealing then, does it? Especially when you know that fucking air fresheners are made because you're stinking up the house. That's not possible. It's totally impossible. It's not possible that it is you. She's blowing pussy farts. She's got an old rag in her snatch. She's stinking the place up. She's wiping her dupa, her cunt, with toilet tissue. I dated a girl like this for fucking couple years. She used to wipe her snatch when she would urinate and throw the fucking paper, the tissue paper, in the trash can next to her. It stunk the toilet up. She said, what? What are you talking about? They don't know what you're smelling. They can't smell it themselves. They're immune to that shit. They don't know. Before meeting you, they were scissoring all kinds of bitches because they could make $5 a scissor. That's what you're dealing with in this fucking country. So, the woman that went down, I tried to find her. I wanted to get to this. I don't know how much time I got left. The woman that went down in the ice fishing shanty, my lower level basement, I tried to find her. I don't want someone to say that I killed her or I had something to do with her why she's missing or didn't come home. I don't want anything like that. And I didn't have anything to do with it. She went down. I tried to find her. She wasn't in the clear room anymore. And that's that. I tried to find her with this fucking garden hose thing. I tried to find her with a submarine that had cameras and fucking lights, a radio control thing. I tried to find her in that and ended up in just me fucking the girl that, had, that owned the submarine. There was no goddamn sign of her. So I want to talk about something now. If I can say this right, if I can put this together right in a way that you could understand. Now, I've been accused of shit of things like I could say something and a person won't understand it. Like at one time, my mother was committed to a nut house, and I went down to a guy that was responsible and could do something about it. And I started using my word power on him. And I'm, I don't know how long it went 10 minutes, 15 minutes. The guy even lit a cigarette while I was doing it. And he said to me this he was very calm. You can't be calm, though, when your mom's been locked up. He said this to me. I don't understand a goddamn thing you just said. You know how disturbing that is? How upsetting that is? Ever since that fucking guy said that, I now hear everything I say twice. I just heard what I said to you, and I'm hearing it now, but I heard it again most, like, instantly, and then I can review the tape. I've trained myself to say something, hear it, and then move on. And I learned this from this fucking guy. So I'm cautious about how I deliver shit. I have to understand that my audience is what I've been told is has a sixth grade education. And they told me you have to bring things down, a couple of hundred word vocabulary. And I do that now. I do that. You know, I'm doing that for you. You should, you should be thankful for that. But I want to talk about this, this chick trying to find her. And once or twice, I've had problems up here. Just once or fucking twice, maybe three times, I once had a woman get sucked into the propellers of my my ultralight aircraft. I had a woman fall off an ultralight aircraft. I ran over a couple people with my fucking six-wheeler fucking Argo Frontier, 18 horsepower. It's this beautiful thing made of fiberglass. Ancient. They don't make them anymore. It has two bench seats. You sit on it. You pull these handles. Go forward, backwards. Goes through rivers, streams. I've ran over a couple people there. Chicks mostly. They take a bit, take their man, their dude, their fucking mark. They take them out in the woods with a fucking camping tent. They do that and they trap them in this fucking thing. And then they're trapped in it 
and they can manipulate their mind, and she has him out there five, six days where there's no other dude. He can't think anymore. There's no dude to say, what are you talking about she did? Who could correct that? They take him out in the woods. Now, a couple times I've been drunk. I've had my Superman cape on. I've been out there with my peppermint schnapps and my fucking coffee. I got my Glock with me, my Superman cape that a chick made for me in New York City. And I'm on top of my Argo Frontier laughing and shooting my fucking gun. Once or twice or three times, I've accidentally run over little tiny pup tents, these little tiny tents, and I've run them over and there were people in it and they were killed. But that's an accident. That wasn't purpose. It's a fucking accident. Every time I backed up, it was the same goddamn thing. A woman's hand was hanging out the area. You know where the zipper is on a tent? You zip it up, you zip it down at night. Like, that's going to help you somehow. I don't really know. You zip it up, you down, zip it up, zip down. When I came back, I always saw a woman's hand hanging out the tent door where the zipper is, clutching onto a dick. The dick was in her hand. They were both dead. And I saw that every fucking time that I ever had that happen. Clutching onto his dick, trying to control him through his dick, and their hands were flattened by my six wheels. There it was. I had that happen a couple goddamn times. That's no shit. One time I hit a fucking tree that had a tree house in it, and there was a bitch and a dude in a tree, and the tree fell right the fuck over. It was some old tree. I don't know if you know this, but Michigan has about a million and a half acres of forest. From Flint on all the way up, it's just fucking forest. Be prepared to be in a forest. Be prepared to protect and defend yourself. Know what you're doing when you come up here. And if you go to the Upper Peninsula, man, good fucking luck. That's all I got to say about that. Good fucking luck. One time I hit a tree. Drunk. Superman cape, peppermint schnapps. I had some fucking dope going. I had some LSD. All kinds of shit. I'm looking at my balls bounce up and down on a fucking bench seat. And it ran into an old tree. A tree fell over. There was a tree house in it. I don't know if it was these people's property or they were on the property. I don't know how it could be private property. It's state land. The tree fell over. The tree house went with it. And when I backed up, she was on all fucking fours and he was banging her from the rear. She was still on all fours when the thing fell over. That's the kind of locking power that the thighs and the arms have on a bitch when they're taking a dick. Honest to God. His dick was still in her cunt. He wasn't mounting her like you normally would. He was like laying sideways because of the impact, because of the fall. That had nothing to do with me. You don't fuck in a treehouse. You don't go out in the woods and fuck when there's some dude out there in the Argo Frontier 18 horsepower all-wheel drive vehicle. It's an ancient vehicle. Big goddamn balloon tires with fins on them. Six of them. I can go through anything. I deliberately go through things that you're not supposed to go through because I want to see if I can do it. I feel empowered as I'm out there going through anything, doing the things I have to do in my day, going to the places I have to go. I just fucking go through these areas. Invincible. Tanked up on all kinds of booze. And I love it. You got to be careful with that shit. Though, if you don't know what you're doing, you got to be careful if you come to Michigan and do something like that. I'm experienced. I don't know if I've told you this. I probably have told you this. There are two tribes out here, hidden tribes of engines. Engines, when I mean engines, I mean Indians. There's fucking Comanches, and there's Iroquois, and I think there's a Sioux out here. I'm not sure. That's what I've been told. That came out here from the Old West in the 1800s, when they were being persecuted, they went west and they went all the way to our side, all the way to east. They call this Midwest, but I don't, I don't really know why they call that. And they came and settled in the forest of Michigan. That's how dense the goddamn forests are. You don't want to come up here if you don't know what you're doing. I know what I'm doing. Engines like me. 
They like the pale face Norm Augustinus. Engines like me. You got to know how to talk to them. It's like the way you talk to anybody, especially engine females. Female engines love your correspondent. Now, could you say that? Could you say that you could bump into a hidden Comanche fucking tribe, teepees and everything deep in the forest of Upper Michigan? Could you, could you fall upon that? Would you be safe? Could you get banged out? Could you turn that experience into something good? Or would you get your ass scalped? I know people that have been scalped. If I can present this photograph, these photos, to the right people and show them that there's hidden Indian tribes up here, I wouldn't have to do this shit anymore. I wouldn't have to do this. I'd be fucking have bags of wampum or whatever they call it. Big burlap bags filled with all kinds of goddamn money because I could get this picture. Same thing with an ivory-billed woodpecker. There's a $50,000 reward on this bird, and I know I've seen them. And I will hunt one eventually and find it. You can't kill it. And I'll find it. No clothes, my Superman cape. With that kind of relaxation, I'm bound to find it. When you're all wound up, when you're all fucking tight, nothing goes good for you. You could be fired. You could be in a car accident. You could get in a fucking confrontation at a store in a parking lot. But when you're really relaxed, none of that shit happens. And things come to you. Why'd I bring this up? Because I know a girl in there, and I'm going to tell you what her name is. I made contact with an Indian. I don't know where she comes from. I don't know the tribe. I don't know if she's one of the tribes that are hidden in the woods up here. I don't know where she comes from, but I have bumped into her in the woods, and her name is, she told me, to call her Running Flaps. I don't know what that means. Running Flaps? And man, she looks like an Indian you'd see in a, in a fucking old Western movie or some shit like that with Henry Fonda, some old campy movie. But her name is Running Flaps. And Running Flaps told me when I recently just saw her, Running Flaps, I told her my predicament that I have to find this bitch because I might go to jail. I have to find her. Someone might accuse me of her going down in the glass fucking basement of my ice fishing shanty. They might find her with a fucking, the dildo machine. My, I made this sex machine. It's got a hydraulic cylinder, works with solar panels. Some of them might find her with that in her cunt. I could, they could try to say that I tortured her or some shit like that. I don't really know. But I recently ran into running flaps and I was sitting on a goddamn log and I was drinking straight from a bottle of bourbon. That's the only whiskey I can drink. I don't actually consider it whiskey. Bourbon is like, put in charred barrels, and it's a different brewing process. It's not made with corn. It's just different. Whiskey's made corn. Whiskey's I, I get sick from. It's corn. Bottle of fuck. I want to have a goddamn glass of corn. I don't want a glass of corn. So I'm sitting on a, on a stump-like thing, and running flaps comes up to me again. That's the thing about running flaps. I never hear. You've heard that old joke or something? Maybe you've not heard that. Indian traveling through the woods and shit. You can't hear them till it's too late, till they scalp you and shit. That's no lie. They've scalped, they scalp people. I found people up here with signs of being scalped. I don't say nothing about it. I don't turn it in. I don't want to be associated with it. But running flaps will appear out of nowhere. Maybe she's, a, maybe she's an angel or some shit like that and is appearing the way she thinks I would like her to appear. I don't really know. But I told running flaps about the woman who went down in the basement of my ice fishing shanty made of all plexiglass the room below my ice fishing shanty 
We were in there, we were fucking, she sucked. She decided to end her life or let her life go so she could come. That's how females are today. Man, I just stopped pumping and I'd start swimming to the surface for fucking air. I can pump anytime I want, anywhere, anytime I want with air above land. With booze and dope and chicks around, stinking up the place. Running Flap says that she can help me find the girl that went down. That's what Running Flap said. And she talks like an Indian, like something out of a fucking book, like something out of a fucking old movie. Maybe I'm insane. Maybe I got schizophrenia. Maybe I'm gone. Maybe everything I think that I, them positives happened and happening to me, maybe none of it's ever fucking happened. I don't know. Seems real enough. I mean, when you wake up and you've got fucking all kinds of cum all over you, and there's all kinds of semen off the fucking refrigerator door and off the windows, and there's panties and bras there, that seems real enough to me. Maybe you too. Running Flaps tells me she can find a bitch, guaranteed. Now, Indians are known to be able to find people. The old gag, the old stereotype of them being excellent trackers is not a myth. It's a 100% true. They lived in the woods. They lived in the forest. They know the forest. It's like if you're in your house, your bedroom. You know where everything is in your fucking bedroom. If you're a bitch, you know that there's five or six fucking panties with cum in it all balled up and crinkled up underneath your bed. You know, there's all kinds of dirty underwear with cum on it in your laundry basket or in your fucking plastic garbage bag. I've seen bitches like that. You know that. Running Flap says to me, I don't know why they call her Running Flaps. I asked her once, she didn't answer me. Of course, in the mind of Norm Augustinus, I assume that Running Flaps means like she can run through the fucking woods without any panties on. You ever see a woman's cunt? Have you ever seen it? The outside of the right side of the cunt, the left side of the cunt and around, is these big fucking hanging flaps. They look good and they look cute and all when they're young, but when they get old, I imagine it's goddamn spooky. Nobody wants that. There are flaps like hanging from her cunt. Like, uh, have you ever seen that hat you can put on your head? And you can pull the flaps down from the hat and it'll cover your ears. Got a fucking cord that goes around your neck. There's snaps there. And like that running flaps and i figure it's like the flaps hanging off her her snatch or her twat it's hanging off of it running flap says to me this she says i can help you find the girl guaranteed i said how would you do that flaps and i asked her if i could call her flaps i can't keep saying running flaps how would you do that running flaps hey running flaps well, I tell you something, Running Flaps. I want to go get some pork rinds and a six pack of beer from the mom and pop store. Dear my, you want to go Running Flaps? That's just tiresome. Flaps is better. I use it for flaps, not in a derogatory way. I'm not going to call her Running Flaps. I don't even know what tribe she's from. And if I find out she's from the Apache tribe, I'm going to take a picture. I'm going to take it without her even knowing it. Because I don't have to do shit anymore. I don't have to worry about stuff anymore. That's what I find life is. Constant worry. Constant fucking putting out flames or troubles like they say. One problem after another until you goddamn die. And even that's a problem. Who's got the 10 grand to bury you? It's another fucking problem. But you won't have to worry about that, I guess. But they still do. Running Flap says to me this. She says that she is an expert at a divining rod. You know what a divining rod is, fuckstick? A divining rod. I think it's D-I-V-I-N-I-N-G. A divining rod. A divining rod is something that people have used in the United States probably forever. Uh, forever and ever. They're that, they're that legendary, that, that known. Unless you don't know about it. A divining rod also 
means like, is also called something like dowsing, a dowser. You're out there dowsing. You got your dowsing rod. You're a dowser. You got your divining rod. Well, I hadn't heard that in ages. And Flaps tells me that all women has at least five gallons of water in their womb. That's how big the womb is. And I know that's true, and I'll tell you why. One time I, this is kind of spooky. I don't know if I could, should say this. One time I was fingering a woman, like you're supposed to. Like there's an opening where the cunt lips are, and then that opening, that's for her pleasure. That opening inside there, it sweats all this lubricant for your cock. There's not much in there. But then there's the cervix. The cervix opens up really big. I, fucking A, man. I mean, the baby comes out of it. The cervix, but it's small. It's like the size or smaller than a pencil, the diameter of the hole in the cervix. And I believe that one time I was so horny, so fucked up, that I remember fingering this girl, and I think my fingers went through the cervix and into this big void. And I believe, I mean a big void. It was dark and spooky. I knew that I was somewhere that was very big, some place that was very dark, something just empty. And I think I went past her cervix, and my fingers were inside the area where the fucking uterus is and all the other shit, the ovaries, the uterus. I went that deep in her cunt. I mean, that's a big cunt. I went that deep. And I thought, what is this thing? I mean, what am I really handling here? Am I handling it? Am I pleasuring it? Or is this fucking thing attracted me like a spider and I'm not doing nothing on my own. You ever think that way with them? She says that in the womb, Flaps tells me this, Running Flaps. Running Flaps says that the engine that lives in the woods up there, up here with me, Running Flaps says that there's at least five gallons of water inside the woman's womb. Now, I might have been in there, this big vacuous area. She said, though, it will hold 55 gallons of water. Now she's an Indian. They develop all, they, they, they deliver all their babies on the goddamn woods. They know what they're doing. Running Flap says that they might have even 55 gallons of water in that area where the ovaries are, the, the cervix is, the fucking fallopian tubes, all that shit that, with the eggs and all that shit that's in that area. She says that there might be 55 gallons of water in a woman's womb area. And she said because she's an ex- expert dowser, a person that can operate a divining rod because she's an Indian. She says she's an expert. Now, what is a divining rod? A divining rod looks like a like the letter Y. Imagine it's the letter Y, and you're holding the divining rod in your hand. You're now a dowser. Once the divining rod is in your hand, divining rod is in your hands. You got one your left hand on one part of the Y, your right hand in another part of the Y, and then the stick comes out from the end of that, like it's a V, and then the stick goes out. And now you're dowsing. And she tells me that, Flaps tells me this. She says that with 55 gallons of water, you ever see 55 gallons of water? This is shit I'm talking about with regards to a woman. If you're here long enough, if you've had a big experience, if you've been exposed to a lot of shit, you hear stuff like this and you start to really get scared. I don't show women that. Here's how I act around women. Say I was around your sister, and I was getting ready to cram her can hole, going into her brown eye, her stink star, with my 15.5 pounds of dick. Say I was doing that, and I could feel it. I could feel she's laughing and shit. She's dancing. They often dance and stuff, and the reason they dance, they don't even know this. They're moving their hips. 
is because it shakes the eggs off the ovary tree. There's eggs in there. It shakes them off and gets them close to the cervix. They fall down there so that when you start fucking her, the cum hits them easier. She's not shaking her can to turn you on. Her body's telling her to do that. The body's saying, drop the eggs, start shaking your ass, let the eggs fall to the cervix, and when the cum comes in near the cervix opening, the cum will hit it really easy. 55 gallons of fucking water it could hold in the cervix, so you're holding the dividing rod. You're a dowser. You're a dowser. Running Flap says to me this, and I'm telling you, I don't make this shit up. This is 100% true. You couldn't make this up. I couldn't fucking tell this story or any stories. Everyone would have to be fucking scripted and scrolled and running like a fucking automatic playing piano. It's impossible to talk like I talk if you were reading something because this isn't reading anything. This is the real shit I'm pulling from goddamn memory. When I'm in my fucking deathbed, when I'm in some hospital, maybe you'll visit me. Maybe you'll come by and give me a fucking dollar or something so I can get two aspirins. They're about fucking $15 a piece. I'm in there. You'll see that I am what I say I am. I have lived this shit. So Running Flamp says, with the divining rod, broken off the correct tree, the limbs, the branches, looks like a big letter Y. And you're holding on to the Y part, and the, the bottom part of the Y is the pointer stick, and you aim that pointer stick around, and she said she can tell where the water is that's inside this bitch's stomach. She said she'd probably swallowed a lot more water, and it's probably ballooned up on fucking water like a beached whale. And Running Flap says, I can find her. I said, you can find her? Find her with a fucking divining rod? A goddamn broken branch you're holding in your hand? She said, I can find her. I said, great. I said, show me. Show me something here now, like what it would look like. I said, could you show me? Can you demonstrate to me what it would look like? She breaks the sticks off. She walks over to this tree, breaks the stick off. It's just one stick that looks like the letter Y. She chose wisely. She chose out of experience. She's seasoned a seasoned dowser. She breaks it off, and she starts walking around, moving it. And I start to get... I don't know. Can I say this to you, man? You're a dude. This is a fucking man's thing. I don't know. I don't why. I don't like fruits here. It's not fruit, so I don't know. She starts to aim the stick around, and it's like she's looking for dick. This is what I thought. It's like there's a dick there, and it's looking for dick, or she's got some machine to find dick, and she turns and she's showing me, she's demonstrating, and then it kind of stops in front of me with a dividing rod you know, pointed point blank at my dick. And I start to get highly aroused. I mean, it's hard for me to get highly aroused. I have to slowly work into it. I mean, highly aroused immediately, hard to get aroused like that. As you know, and I've told you this, I think you know where I'm going. I've got 15.5 pounds of goddamn dick in my pants. It's not a joke. I waited years ago. My friend was a cocaine salesman. He used his two kids. They were just young kids. And I weighed my dick on his cocaine sale. He was a salesman. He used to send his kids in to fucking wherever he sold the Coke. The Coke would be on his kids' shoulders of their coat. And they'd, they'd come with a little tiny battery-powered vacuum. And he'd walk into this factory, this shop, this store, a mom-and-pop supermarket, a paint shop, whatever it is. They'd walk in there, give the guy a vacuum. He paid for it. It was complimentary. And the guy would vacuum off the Coke off his kids' shoulders. He never got caught. I put my dick on the scale. It was 15.5 pounds. When I took my dick off, it was covered in white powder. My dick had coke all over it. His sister came over and she sucked my cock. She liked every inch of it for the cocaine. It was wonderful. 
He even licked it too. He saw some residual coke that she didn't get. That was purely business. He was a business transaction. He was a businessman. He wanted to get the coke. He didn't want the coke wasted. It wasn't nothing to do with fruityism. I have that kind of a mind. I'm that fucking open. I'm that malleable. I'm that flexible. She's walking around this fucking engine, this fucking red skin. Here's the pale face with this stick. And I mean, she starts to look really good, running flaps does. And I start to think, man, this bitch naked would look good. She's running through the goddamn woods of upper northern Michigan, the forest, really. And she can avoid all these trees because she's an engine. She's an Indian. And her flaps of her cunt are flapping as she's running and flying through the air like the fucking wind, like an eagle. Eagles can go through trees and shit to get it prey. It almost doesn't matter how thick it is. That's how good they are. Just flying between trees up and down. They can do that, not get caught, not get trapped. And I start getting fucking really turned on, revved up. I'm starting to pop a rod because I'm seeing running flaps with their flaps of her cunt. You only want to see that when they're young. I'm seeing this and I'm getting a rod. I'm popped a rod with her divining rod. And the way she's moving around so kind of sexy. Yeah, I did, man. I ended up fucking, fucking running flaps on the stump that I was sitting on. We got wasted. I always bring fucking booze with me. I always bring all kinds of pot and shit. She had even fucking ponytails. These braids. Like the engine that she is. She's the real thing, man. I mean, why would a bitch hang out in the goddamn forest and then suddenly appear if she doesn't live there? I'm in her yard. Somewhere. And one day I'll get to the bottom of where she is. She just appears. I started to get turned on the way running flaps moved around with a stick in her hand. I start to get turned on thinking of her flaps, the cunt lips flapping around as she's running and jumping over fucking fucking stumps and rocks and, and bogs and little holes and indentations in the dirt and little streams in muddy areas and fucking quicksand. I start to get turned on seeing her naked, seeing my cum run down the inside of her thighs. And I banged her out on a stump. I bent her over. You should have seen her brown eye, man. You know what a brown eyes is their asshole, her stink star. It was a fucking work of art. Her big fucking juicy white cakes, not this shit today. This girl was fit, fuck. I mean fit, not some big bulbous cottage cheesy ass that they're calling curbs who's heading to fucking diabetes within three months of you finding her and you got to feed that freak. It wasn't nothing like that. I bent her over and I banged her out. And I never, I don't think I've ever pushed that deep. You ever done that? I was so goddamn deep, I heard something crack in my lower back, one of those vertebrae, one of those things there that connect to your pelvis, your pelvic bone. I heard something crack. I was at goddamn deep, and I remember holding on to running flaps hips, and I was really driving it home. Now, when I drive something home, 15.5 pounds, that's a big dick, 10 inches. And when I drive that fucking home, I know it went into the cervix. I got double the pleasure, but you shouldn't do that. You don't want to harm the person. I got double a pleasure. And you're saying, what double a pleasure? Okay, I had her tight cunt, the actual opening of her vagina. And then my cock went through her cervix. And that cock has like a, oh, it'll open and close. It like dilated down onto my dickhead. And then I had that grip too. I had a real, this, her whole cunt was clutching onto my cock. Her flaps of her lips, her cervix opening. I was deep, man. I know when I'm deep. I know when I'm deep because when I pull my dick out, I'm like one of those fucking monkeys or whatever that animal is. It can put a stick into an ant hill and he can pull ants out. You ever see that? They're smart. 
When I pulled my cock out, it was covered in fucking eggs from fucking running flap cunt area. One of the best fuckings I ever had. And you'd never think that. You'd never believe you could be in the woods and have one of the best fucks you've ever had from somebody you never met. I mean, there's no goddamn store there. There's no fucking candles to cut the stink of her cunt. There's no air freshener in the car. There's nothing like that. I was out there in nature and it smelled wonderful. Some manufactured fucking black-haired imbecile out there that goes through six fucking gallons of dye every four weeks. I can't wait to have you. Mm. When I was done pumping her, my jism leaked out. Honest to God, went down the inside of her thighs. It was incredible. And then I had a final show, a final thank you. And you're going to say, what's a thank you? I looked down at Running Flap's asshole, and it like undulated. It like kind of winked, like it was talking to me. You ever that song, Livy Newton-John made a song years ago? She's dead now. Let me hear your body talk. This was Running Flap's. Her body was talking to me, and I was getting a thank you from the asshole that was winking at me. You ever had that? This is real shit. With this, you could become anything. With this kind of power, yeah, you can wear a suit. You've got your trade. You've got your degrees. But you also have this power you have, the secret room you can go to when you have to go in your mind. When I was done fucking, I got up, and I'm telling you, I was humped over. I mean, I was humped over, and I figured running flaps has been fucked by the best of them being an Indian out there. When she fucking tried to stand up, I could see she was having trouble. She was like humped over. And while she was humped over, she moved around and like in circles. She was holding on, putting her right hand or left hand just above her knees. And she was like humped over, moving around in circles. And I could hear an Indian song, like a, like a war dance or something. Man, we went to fucking war. I heard that in my head. I heard it. In the end, man, Running Flap said she's going to help me find this girl. And I'm telling you, I'm feeling pretty good. Let me fucking, I got to take this thing. It's getting dark in here. I have a little wind-up generator light, and I'm in here naked. And when I can't see my cock anymore, I start to get concerned. My beaver buster, my fucking cum condoli hanging from my fucking, just below my waist. I'm reassured. I'm, I know where I am in life. This flashlight. Once I... There we go. There you are, boy. There you are, baby. You're okay. I'm right here with you, man. I'm right here with you, baby. You're all right. I'm stroking it right now. Not like a sexual way. Just kind of giving a little bit of confidence boost, reassuring it that I didn't go away. It's not in the dark. It can never be in the dark with Norm Augustinus because I am fucking illuminated. Always. I'm a shining beacon. And that's why you reach out to me, fuckstick. Running Flap said she's going to help me find her. And I feel good. I feel real good, man. Huh? It was incredible. I saw her fucking walk into the woods like something out of fucking Field of Dreams when they hit the corn area, and I didn't see her again. But I saw her limping, and I know I did good. I did real good. If a chick isn't limping after you bang her out, fuck stick, with your fuck, with your baseball bat, if your fucking Louisville Slugger miniature fucking souvenir bat, if she's not limping, you haven't done good. 
I want her to leave and feel threatened, feel in danger. I've thrown women through goddamn windows after I've fucked them and their panties are snagged on a broken piece of glass as they go through the goddamn window. I'll be right back. I don't like to take the panties off. I like them at the ankles. Somehow it looks like something happened. Something spontaneously happened. <coughs> I gotta go, Foxtick. I gotta go. I'm, I'm starting to pop a rod. Seeing running flaps again. This is a man show. I, I gotta go. You've been listening to the one and only My dick is enormous. There is no escape. the big clock in cyberspace it's dark out there in cyberspace it's scary out there in cyberspace you're out there in cyberspace you're frozen with fear you don't know what to do you're looking up you're looking down you're looking to the right you're looking to the left it's windy out you don't know what to do you're frozen till eventually and quite abruptly you hear this distant chiming clock in the background and you follow the chiming clock until it gets louder and louder and louder eventually bringing you upon this brightly illuminated place in cyberspace there are thousands of people there they're holding hands they're smiling they've been waiting for you there's that thing that brought you to this place in the first place it's a tower a hundred hundred and fifty feet tall brown bricks tan mortar way at the top of this tower is a glass bezel it's a clock it's backlit and above that is this chimey bell-like thing that brought you to this place in the first place and you know why you're at this place in the first place you're here to clear out your pains your frustrations your aches your woes your disappointments your hurts the person that died on you the ramen noodles you're sick of eating the credit cards you can't pay off the apartment you can't pay for the house you think you'll maybe never own the bitch who left you the guy who left you you're here to clear all those pains and frustrations out and how do we do that well the moment you heard my voice you were instantly and automatically filled up with this highly absorbent orange colored solution it's been inside your body sloshing about this entire recording and now at the end of this recording we lie you gently down we pop the corks in your toes and all of that highly absorbent orange colored solution comes gushing out of your body look at it it's forming a small mini lake alongside you it's orange colored it's rusty it stinks it's toxic we shake your feet getting out the last drops of highly absorbent orange colored solution and replace the corks in your toes you can't believe how good you feel you feel like you can go on another second another minute another day another hour another year maybe infinitely it doesn't matter that a friend of yours is making two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year and lives in a million dollar house it doesn't matter that another friend of yours has got the best looking bitch you've ever seen or another friend of yours has the best looking dude you've ever seen none of that shit matters all that matters is how good you feel right now 
You know you can feel this good anytime you want to. Anytime you're in duress, anytime you feel like you can't go on another second, all you gotta do is think of the big chiming clock in cyberspace, where you meet your pal, your friend, Norm Augustinus, and instantly and almost automatically, you'll feel refreshed and clear. You know the best part of this recording, the most important part of this recording, at least to me, is that for one hour, we were friends. Friend, I enjoyed myself. I hope you did too. Write me, normaugustinus at gmail.com. Tune in again for another exciting episode from the amazing mind of Norm Augustinus. Dear Eloise, Surprise! It's your old pal from college. Do you remember the last time we were together? We were both living in Ward Hall at Ferris State University. I was on the fourth floor and you were on the third. Let me set the scene. Maybe it will jog your memory. Your white roommate was eating out her big framed black friend living in Bond Hall and you were all alone with me in your room. I was lying on the bottom bed of the bunk bed, and I was on top of you, and my cock was deep inside your pussy. Eloise, I have my ham radio license. I can send and decode Morse code messages with ease. While my schlong was buried in your fuckhole, I felt the walls of your cunt squeeze down on my huge prick. Throughout our entire ramming session, your vaginal walls squeezed down on my dong, and then they released. And then they squeezed. And then they released. It was your cunt's way of sending me Morse code dots and dashes. This unusual cuntal behavior went on during the entire time I skewered your gash with my enormous bloated meat. Eloise, your cunt was sending me a Morse code message as I hammered your throbbing sex hole. And I'm sure you weren't even aware of it. I work seven days a week for 12 years to decode the Morse code message that your cunt sent me via my dick. I finally cracked the code, and I'd like to tell you what your cunt said. But unfortunately, I got syphilis 10 months ago, and my brain is gone. I was working for Union Pacific Railroad in Detroit as a dispatcher. Lots of homeless big rack chicks would hop on those empty freight train cars going nowhere in particular. I fucked them all. Every goddamn one of them. And I ate them out, too. I'm pretty sure the message your cunt sent me was important. My advice is to fuck another ham radio operator before you get too ugly to get any more dick. Love, Norman. P.S. Years ago, I bumped into your big-titted little sister at the Union Pacific office in Detroit. I gave her a tour of one of our biggest freight trains we had in the train yard. While your big-titted little sister was shoveling coal into the engine boiler, I tore off her jeans, panties, and brassiere, and I fucked her delicious pussy with my enormous Abraham Lincoln log splitter dick. I thought I had thrown your big-titted little sister into the boiler firebox, that's where the coal is shoveled into, immediately after I climaxed, but I now think that was someone else I threw into the firebox, and not your big-titted little sister. Attention, female train hobos, this is Baloney Pony, the onboard train DJ, located in the caboose. 
Right now, we have, at absolutely no cost to you, intense scissoring in Freight Car 3. Additionally, you can be humped while you are naked and on all fours in Freight Car 7. Rim jobs will cost you nothing in Freight Car number 9. Would you like to 69 one of our big dick freight train car attendants? Head over to Freight Car 11. Would you like to take 10 inches up the crapper? Yes, it's free. Find your way to Freight Car number 2 if you fancy inches crammed into your brown eye. Freight Car 14 is anything goes. As always, these services are all free all the time. On behalf of Union Pacific, we'd like to thank all the horny female wet-snatched hobos traveling with us today. This has been Baloney Pony. That is all. Fuck! Ah! Fuck! Ah! Fuck! Ah! Fuck! Ah! Fuck! Ah! Women are constipated three times more than men. When you're walking down the halls and your balls hit the walls, it's a rupture. Jack! <laughs>